you're tuned in to Spray Makers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson. Most people strive to make every season on the water better than the previous. To make that happen, the boys get into the mindset, nutrition, and fitness it's going to take to make this your best season yet. As exciting as this time of year is for me, for you, for for you know anyone who's taking the time to listen to us talk about water skiing, as exciting as it is, it, it's you've got to really. Um, this is the time of year where I see a lot of surprisingly, I see a lot of people get hurt. Um, whether it's like a big injury that that they're done for the year, or or it's a, just a series of nagging injuries that just don't go away, and then they're confused in August when they're you know trying to get ready for nationals or something, and that you know that some whatever was lingering from that first set or two is now you know now a real problem. You mean I can't sit on my couch for six months and then just come right off of it and water ski? I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to me that I can do that. I mean, it, it's such an easy sport to do and it's, you know, not very physically demanding or anything like that. And, and that of... is the thing too, right? Like, it, it's like, how hard is it to have an, it doesn't matter what level you're at. How hard is it to have an, here's like these kind of dichotomy words, but how hard is it? How difficult is it to have an easy set? It's almost impossible. You could, even the deep water start itself is, you know, it, it's, it, it would be like a, you know, double your body weight deadlift. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, uh, you know, it takes a lot of strength even just to get things rolling. So, it'd you know, this amazing. is that. It'd be amazing to know the force, the force that's applied just getting out of the water. I know. I felt it the other day. I, was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it being this hard, but you know, I'm in the, I'm in the same boat as a lot of people where, you, you know, where at one point in my skiing, you know, my off season was, gym twice a day, you know, one, cause I had the time and two, because I loved it. And, you know, now with kids and, and work and, you know, and, and different demands, like, you know, I'm not, I don't start the season in, in what I would call peak physical condition, like I used to. So it's, it's the same thing. I'm like, I run a pass and it's like, okay, I'm reminded really quickly of how hard this is. So, you know, obviously if we're going to go, okay, what, Step one should have started back last October, but again, it's not a reality for a lot of people, you know, um, not at all suggesting that you shouldn't, you know, you should just take the whole winter off. But for a lot of people, you know, they, they've been in the gym a little bit. Some people haven't had time to be in the gym at all. Hopefully, you know, he's staying somewhat active, but what we should just go through, uh, you know, like what would be some tips or some ideas or like, let's just say, you know, you're going to be on the water in the next two weeks. Um, you know, obviously it, we're not, it's not like, okay, let's get a crash course and, and get your summer body <laughs> rolling before you hit the water. But what, um, let's, let's figure out some, some, you know, some keys or cues or, or rules of thumb, how we can get ourselves back on the water without completely derailing the season and hurting ourselves before we even get started. Well, I have some experience in derailing my season right off the bat. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm working at, at, uh, skiing harder, not smarter. Wait, no, that's wrong. I want to <laughs> ski smarter, not harder, you know? So yeah. anyway, I've been, uh, I think there's a lot of things that we can do. I think it's true that most of us, most of the people listening probably have not done enough to be ready at this point if we're looking for our ideal world, but you know, for a lot of people, they're not looking for the, you know, maybe the best season ever. They want to just get a little better and enjoy water skiing. So even, even, yeah. even you can, can, can take away from this. 
And I think, you know, last season, one of the things I love that you started off with, you know, just to, you know, the few weeks, I, I think that the best thing to do if you can is to start, you know, at least two weeks before you, you're going to get on the water, right? Like, like, let's like yeah. this, that's what this episode's about. You can take this episode at any moment in the entire season and it's going to apply. You know, the things that we're talking about here really should be more of a lifestyle skiing style um, additions to your, to your daily regiment. But, you know, as far as how can we possibly set ourselves up for the best start of the season, regardless of how we've prepared, that's, that's what this episode is all about. And, you know, obviously continuing it down the line. One of the things that I love that you started out with last year, we're going to start super simple was, you know, you said, hook the handle up to a post, you know, go and get into yeah. your, go and get into your uh, positioning, right? Like that's a super yeah. important thing. Like start, start to feel it, you know, like just get your head wrapped around what this is going to be. Engage those muscles while, as you're in your lean, uh, you know, in your proper lean and working on the position that you, we all wish that we uh, looked like when we were crossing the wakes and things like that. I mean, just, just starting with, with that. And, and you had like a little bit of a, uh, routine, like, I don't know, didn't you say you start like, like you let yourself down a certain amount of times or like, is there any, anything yeah. that you would add to that? Cause that, this is definitely your well, expertise. Yeah, no. And it's, it's just one of those things. That it's surprising, um, how difficult it is for some, if you're not, if you're not 100% familiar with exactly what that, that, that leaning position, that aligned powerful position feels like, um, or, or looks like, um, uh, it, it is, it's amazing how difficult it is for people to find it. So yeah, that's exactly it. Like tie, tie your handle up to a pole. Um, and honestly, as crazy as it sounds, or as silly as it sounds, set up a camera and, 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 and just video it, you know, just from, you know, a few different angles, just so, you know, you can, in a controlled environment, you can, you can kind of critique, you know, what it is it feels like versus what it is it looks like because it's you know it's completely obvious when you when you're in the right position you know again your body you know your structural alignment's going to be intact you know meaning you know that stacked position if you will your weight's going to be balanced over both feet um, you don't need a heck of a lot of lean you don't need you know one of those leaning devices you know just just you know moderate amount of lean because again you're it's really about finding one finding balance and then two recognizing what muscles are engaged to help protect that position, you know, starting from your center and radiating outward core down to glutes up to, you know, pecs and, and, and upper, upper shoulders. Um, find that position before you get on the water, before you, you know, you have an opportunity to hurt yourself. Easy breezy. I mean, what a way to start, right? Like all we're asking, we're not asking you to go do, you know, body weight deadlifts and, and you know all that stuff. We're asking you to hook a hook a hook a handle up to a post, and you know just just start thinking about water skiing. You know, like I mean, yep. sounds crazy, um, but it but it is super beneficial. What else you got, Trent? Yeah. What else you got? So then for me, um, step two would be, and again, like projecting, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be planning on hitting the water in in a week or two weeks. Um, you know, if you if you haven't didn't have the time to, you know, keep your body awake and thriving all winter long. I would set a goal of doing a hundred moves a day, a hundred movements a day. Um, and, and it can be, you know, again, this, this isn't, this isn't like a gym rat thing necessarily. This could be something at home, but you know, if, even if that was, 
you know, <clears throat> combined a hundred movements of, of body weight squats, push-ups, sit-ups, and and preferably a, a pull-up if you have a you know a, a location to do pull-ups. Um, and it can just be spanned, you know, throughout the day whenever it's convenient. But just you know, make a goal. Of, I'm going to do a hundred of these dynamic movements every day. Um, for if that's a week before I hit the water minimum two weeks, you know, and you can up it to 120, 140. And it, it's like, it, maybe it sounds like a lot, but if, if you know, breaking these down into, you know, I'm going to do five bodyweight squats and five sit-ups, five push-ups before I hit the shower, then all, you know, all of a sudden you're 15, you've you got a big chunk of your, of your goal out of the way. You just don't want, you don't want to start trying to wake up those, those, those synapses, trying to wake up all those, those, those connections on the water. One, you're going to get slightly stronger. And two, it's just, it's just reminding your body that, that firing sequence from within, you know, you don't, you don't want to get out on the water having been somewhat sedentary for, for too long. I, I think that's a, I think that's amazing. I mean, I, in my mind, I, I, I classify that into the way my brain works as get moving right? Like yeah, you've got to, yeah. you've got to get moving. Like it, it's, you know, for, I, 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 you know, as a, as a person who lives in Utah, I've got mountains right next to me. I've got snow in the mountains until, you know, late June. So I'll, I'll be skiing until the, you know, I ski, I ski the resort until the resort closes. I like to do some backcountry skiing. So for me, one of the things that I love about snow skiing is that it's fast. Right. Yeah. And, and what, what, I mean, tell me the first thing you think of when you, yeah. when you take your first set of the year. Uh, it's so fast. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fast. And why does my ski go so straight? You know? Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think that for me is, is uh, something like you got to get moving. So whether it's, you know, doing a hundred, a hundred dynamic movements a day, whether it's, um, you know, I love to mountain bike. So maybe it's, you know, get out and go for some mountain bike rides. You know, if it's for me, I love going snow skiing, you could go swimming. I mean, I don't know that that's like speed oriented, but again, you're still at least, you know, you're at least, um, firing yeah. and, and working on something. So find something you're passionate about, get moving, get the body and the brain used to like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this again. Like, uh, in, in that way, it's kind of prep for when you go so that you're not just caught, you know, caught, uh, with your pants down on that end. And, and you know, <laughs> the, the, the worst thing that can happen and, and you and I talk about this, the, the worst thing for me, not the worst, I mean, getting hurt is probably the worst, but you know, one of the things that I despise, that's a better word to say is I despise having sets that, that don't go anywhere. I call them yeah. wasted sets and I don't like yeah. to waste sets. We don't have our bodies and our time and, you know, conditions and all of those things. Like how many sets do you ski in a year? Let's, let's challenge it. Let's keep, let's keep track this year. And let's, let's see how many sets I told you at the end of last year, my goal this year is to ski more sets than I did the previous season. You know, that's, yeah. that's something. And you know, if you're going to go on to why, why do I want more sets? Well, more sets is, is kind of the Malcolm Gladwell effect. You know, like if you're trying to work towards your 10,000 hour rule to become a master, then the more sets you take, the more that you can possibly you know, grow and, and evolve and, and further your skiing. And obviously we want to do those in positive ways, right? Like it's not just go out and hammer sets and well, I skied nine sets today and, but I, I didn't work on anything. And, and so then you just did nine sets the wrong way. Right. So obviously you have to have a game plan and, and things like that. You know, one of the things that I'm, that I realized that I've, I've prided myself on, but I actually haven't been, been, um, 
hitting the mark on is hydration. And, you know, when it's 95 degrees out, you think about water and you think about hydrating. But I think that we, you know, for these, for those two weeks leading up to, and the reason, there's a reason why I said two weeks, but uh, hydration, hydration to hydrate, to properly rehydrate your body. I think most people are living in a dehydrated, dehydrated state to hydrate your body. It takes consistent hydration over two weeks. So, okay. you know, so you, you gotta be committed, you know? And, um, so what, what is your, what's your rule of thumb in terms of, um, quantity? You know, the, the, the general rule of thumb is let's just say it's, uh, let's say you're in a, it's not, it's not like a hundred degrees and you're sweating your brains out, right? It's just a normal day. Yeah. It's, it's midwinter. Let's say it's midwinter. The absolute minimum <laughs> that you should be drinking for water is half of your body weight in ounces. And so what is, what is like, so that's 90 ounces. um, So for me, you know, at 180 pounds, I need 90 ounces of water a day, 90 ounces. What is that? Like, what, what does that look, what does that look like? That's what's well for for someone that's never measured water before. Well, well, that's 12. What is how big a, how big a jug is that? Yeah. Well, how big a jug is that? So, so I have a, I have a 22 (laughs) ounce jug and then I, and I'm going to, I'll get to my next jug in a minute, but I have a 22 ounce jug, right? So what do I need? I need four, four of those. Yeah. Right. So I need to drink four yeah. of those tall, you know, not the huge, huge bottles, but it's a pretty tall cylindrical bottle that my hand fits kind of nicely around. And it's what is that, like a foot and a half tall or a foot tall? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that you need four of those. And it's not just it's not just because, you know, and and that's and, and so 90 ounces of water, that's that's not taking into effect into effect. Like, are you drinking caffeine? Are you drinking foods that dehydrate you? Or are you eating foods that dehydrate you? Oh, are you outside? Is it hot? You know, so, you know, in a, so in a, in a really warm, on a, on a normal summer day, I would say the minimum you want to be, if you want to be still staying hydrated, still keeping your muscles ready to go, then I think you're, you're going to be, you're going to be drinking your body weight in water. Yeah. So hundred, you know, 180 ounces of water for me a day. Right. So why, so why hydration before you, you know, so like, so again, like, so two weeks out, we're going to make sure that we're, we're moving, whether that's, you know, something prescribed like a hundred movements a day, or whether it's get on your bike, you know, get, get, get back running, get, you know, spend a little bit of time at the gym, make sure you're moving. Um, and then coupled with this, what, what, what are the distinct benefits of, of ensuring hydration as it, as it, Let's, pertains to getting back on the water. Yeah, let's just let's just break it down to the simplest way. And uh, I, I read uh, Tom Brady's book, The TB12 Method. Really, yeah. really fun, really fun read. The guy's amazing. I mean, there uh, sometimes he's he's kind of annoying because he's just so darn <laughs> he's just so darn good, and everything he touches is gold. And you think, man, this guy is, you know, this guy's just, you know, led the the perfect life. He played for the perfect team and everything. And then you read his book and you realize I'm totally wrong. I've been talking out of my butt. This is not even this guy. This guy's next level on on the way he thinks about everything. But he wants to play forever. And and, you know, as we found out this spring, he's nope. I'm not retiring. I'm coming back out and I'm yeah. playing another season. Right. Like yeah. so. Good on you, Tom Brady, um, and I wish you luck. But anyway, the easiest way he said it is this. He goes, I want my muscles to be like filet mignon, right? Yeah. Like, I want my muscles yeah. to be like the juiciest, most beautiful-looking steak you've ever seen, right? 
He's like, what I don't want my muscles to look like is beef jerky. And that's dehydrated meat. So the easiest way that you can just decide if you don't want to drink water, then you're going to, your muscles are going to be, you know, closer to beef jerky. Or do you want them and think to be- about and and think about yeah, real quick just because what you're saying is think about those like what are those common often devastating early injuries like I I just I just yeah I man I don't have to scan my brain very far to remember people that I know first couple sets of the year boom pop bicep right yep. um, first couple sets of the year bam torn pec like like bad, bad injuries. And these things don't happen, you know, week 12 when all things are going well, they, that this is exactly when they happen. Right. And, and, and it, it, I mean, tweak neck ridiculously. Uh, re- I mean, I, I can't say that being hydrated is going to not make you get sore. Okay. But you'll be way less. You're going to be way less sore. And also, you know, water helps you you know, water is your, is, is the thing that helps you clean out your body, right? Like it, it's, it's your, it's your body's way to filter all the stuff that's inside of it. So, you know, your lymph, your lymphs, lymphatic system doesn't work properly. If you don't have, if you're not properly hydrated, you know, like think about all the lactic acid you're going to put into your bloodstream. Now, when you're, when you're hammering all these, these, uh, turns and cuts and all that in your first few sets, like You've got to then take that that toxic stuff, get it and get it moving out of the muscle, get it moving out of your body, right? So, being mm-hmm. hydrated is so key. It's so key, you know. And and so I think, you know, <clears throat> going back to Tom's book a little bit, that TB12 method, you know, he talked about like he was he was crushed in his twenties in college and his first years of of uh, football. You know, he felt like a train wreck every day. He's like, and this is what I'm supposed to feel like. He said he got to where like his arm felt like it was dead every day because he, and he was thinking like, how am I going to be able to throw the ball tomorrow? Then he wakes up the next day, his arm is totally crushed. And what does he do? Goes out and does it again, you know? And then what happens? Injuries happen or, or not peak performance. And then he started getting into this, you know, hydration being part of, part of his gig. And now he says he finishes a Sunday game. He wakes up Monday and feels like a million bucks and ready to play another game that same day. And that's why he's still playing football to this day. Yeah. So, yeah. And this is one of those things too, where it's, it, it, um, it can feel really daunting if you have one, you're concerned that you hadn't taken the steps through, through the winter. It can feel so daunting that, that, like, I mean, it almost, you know, lends itself to paralysis, if you will, in that it's like, well, man, I already kind of blew it. I'm just, there's nothing I can do now. This is like one of those really simple prescriptions that anyone can do. And it, and it's, it's, I think it is far more important than most people realize that, that, that soreness, you know, like one, it can come from, you know, it can come from inactivity, but, but it can, you know, dehydration lends itself in a, in a huge negative way in, in that regard. You'll be far less sore if you take the, like, like you had said, Rossi, spend the two weeks. And, and even if that is your prescription for getting ready for the season, if that's the, 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 the one thing that you are going to commit to, it's, it'll go a long way. I mean, a long way. And, you know, I've, I've done it. I've done a few, like I did a cleanse last fall that I, you know, they want you to drink a lot of water. And I can tell you that when I, when I finished that cleanse, that cleanse happened to be two weeks. Right. And what happens, what's the, what's the few things that I noticed? One, my aches and pains all went away. That is yeah. something that is really yeah. important to understand 
that you have a combination between the water that you put in your body and the food that you put in your body. When those, when that combo works with your body and you're putting the right amounts in, it's amazing how much of your day chronic pain, day-to-day chronic pain that you can eliminate, reduce. I mean, any of that that you can that you can you can you know reduce is going to make your quality of life higher. And then we're just going to go out, you know, we're going to go out and, and hopefully we're going to be able to ski more sets healthy and uh, with the maximum amount of energy and dynamic movements that we can make to ski our best. So, you know, uh, to finish off, you know, my part of hydration or whatever is that, you know, I realized like for me, counting the amount of bottles that I drink and things like that started to get a little bit hard for me to, I mean, I, I can count to four. I know that, but during the day, you know, I'll be drinking one, then I half drink it though. Then I fill it up because I'm going out somewhere. So then I, I really didn't have a clue of what I, how much I was drinking. So I, uh, I supported Jeff Bezos and went on Amazon and bought a, uh, half a gallon metal water container. That yeah. is, that is, uh, you know, it's substantial. And so my, my goal right now is to drink, what is it? 128 fluid ounces is a gallon. So uh, my goal is to drink at least a gallon of water a day. And I know I listen to me. I know my, my, uh, I have family members that are not big into drinking water. They just, you know, I don't like the taste of it. I'm like, well, that that's (laughs) wild to me that that's the elixir of life. You don't like the taste of, but, but I'm like, I understand that it seems aggressive. But if you start, that's why I got the the half gallon bottle. And that way I know, like, I I just think about it. Like I wake up right in the morning when I wake up, I'm, I'm going to drink 12 ounces of water and, and I'm, you know, I'm traditionally a coffee drinker and, you know, I like that nice warm, mm, you know, of my coffee. But now instead of starting my day with the coffee, I start my day with the water. So, um, so anyway, I did a half gallon jug and then my goal is, you know, hopefully sometime around lunchtime that I have finished, I have finished my first half gallon. And then I know I only have a half gallon between now and when I go to bed to, to hit my mark. And so it's, and it, it, I, it's not hard. It's really not. I know it sounds crazy. You know, I heard a stat that says you should be, you should be going the bathroom once an hour if you're properly hydrated. I mean, the other day my son went to a snow ski race and, and, uh, I asked him, uh, he was like, he got home. He's like, I'm so thirsty. I'm like, Hey, how many, how many times did you pee today? And he had a pause and then he smiled none. And I was like, yeah, buddy, that's how de- you're, you're to maximum dehydration. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there right next to him carrying around my water bottle and you know, didn't, didn't click for him. So <laughs> you know, so anyway, do your best. Anything will make a difference. Um, I, I, you know, for me, the, the having the physical half gallon and knowing that I, I'm going to drink that gallon, you know, I, it, it, I don't want, if I get to seven o'clock at night and I still have half of my half gallon, that's going to be a bummer for me because I'm also, you know, in my forties. And, and, um, if I keep pounding water closer to bedtime, then, <laughs> then I'm probably going to have some disrupted sleep no, at night. No sleep for Razi. So, so, so I also have more motivation to do it. And you know, that also the general rule is no, don't, don't chug, right? Like you want to take a nice, 
nice few sips of water, you know, or, or, a, you know, a couple of gulps of water, but we don't want to be like hammering a, a four, a quarter of it or a half of that thing just to get it done. You gotta, you gotta draw, you know, do yourself out. So, you know, yeah. along with that, it's just, you know, just like, I mean, we could, we could do, we could do episode upon episode on nutrition and how that affects performance. But I think nutrition is something that we should, you know, at least just quickly highlight, you know, things that, yeah. things that go. So do you have any do's and don'ts or recommendations for people on food Man, or nutrition such a per- or multi, yeah, multi I mean, but, it, you know, what is it? <clears throat> I mean, this is such a personal one because, you know, everyone's sort of on their own path through this, but, but I mean, for me, when, you know, as I'm entering into the season, it's just, I just start eliminating, um, this one's simple. I, I learned this one in college, but I just started eliminating boxes and bags. There you go. No packaging. Yep. And so, so, I mean, it's, it's that easy. Get rid of, if you get rid of boxes and bags, you're, you're, you know, you've got to try pretty hard to, to not eat well. And, and that's, you know, it, it's, I just got rid of all of it. Anything that, anything that gave the opportunity for ingredients to be mixed before it was time for me to prepare, then, then, then I, I, I didn't do it. Um, and again, like that's a different level of commitment and it, but, but it just, I mean, that's, that is a heck of a good rule of thumb, you know, if, you know, cause then it trans, then it translates into when you're at restaurants too. If, if you don't know the ingredients, then eat it sparingly. <laughs> right. Or just <laughs> you know eat out less, I mean? so right? that, Well, yeah, but, but that, and, but that there's the direct result, right? Mm-hmm. You know, cause if you even just think about, you know, you eat something that seems moderately healthy at a restaurant, if you don't know the ingredients of this, well, even like, I mean, any of the sauces are already blended. So it's, 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 um, the end result is as you absolutely end up, end up eating out a lot less. So again, like just depends on where you are in the, you know, level of commitment or level of, uh, you know, how, how anal you are about this, but start eliminating boxes, start eliminating bags, eliminating bags, anything that's pre-mixed, I mean, just use it sparingly. I mean, that's probably the, that's probably the easiest one though. That one's like a, I mean, that one's, I mean, it's a, it's a no brainer, but I mean, you know, the, the typical, the typical American diet, oh, God. Um, especially when you're rushed and da, 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 rip it open and, 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 and make it. But I mean, if, if nothing is pre-mixed, you've got total control over what you're eating. I think that's, I mean, I would say, you know, uh, no processed foods, right. Or, or, or limit them yeah. to every extreme that you can, you know, anything, but boxes and bags, it's so yes. yeah. much catchier. Number one, cause Trent always has a way with words. And then number <laughs> two, you know, it's like, it's just, I don't even know what number two is. I got lost in Trent's words. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> listen, you know, think about, uh, it was a long time ago that I started thinking about what goes in my body as the fuel that I'm going to run my car with, right? My body's my car and I need fuel in there. And am I going to put some, a bunch of garbage in there and expect to run or do I want to run with the race fuel? Right? Like, I mean, obviously I want to run with electric, but let's, let's just go on beyond that, (laughs) beyond that. I'm from Texas. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, what? Electric? We have our own grid here in Texas. 
<laughs> no, but, but, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, you got to really think about what you put in there. If you want, if you want your body to peak perform, then you need to put, put the fuel in it that it needs to be able to mm-hmm. do its job. And so, and it's crazy. You can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it too. Like, I mean, I'll be on a mountain bike ride and it's like, oh, bad fuel. Like yep. it, it's, it's the way I categorize the way I'm feeling. And it is just that it's uh, bad fuel. This is tacos and beer. I'm, I'm, I'm pedaling on right now. Um, compared to when you've had a, you know, a week of, of super cleaning. And again, it, it's, this is, this doesn't have to be this daunting all or nothing approach, but it's as you're nearing the season, one, you're going to get moving Two, you're going to hydrate three icing, you know, well, this isn't even icing on a cake. Actually, this is probably the base of the pyramid, but, but, um, three is just start choosing your fuel. And again, this isn't all about pro athletes and this isn't, this is just, you know, anyone that skis obviously loves it and obviously wants to get somewhat better, minimally speaking. So yeah, start being a little bit selective about your fuel as, as that start of the season, that start day approaches. Cause, um, you want it, you want that first, in, in my mind, you want that first set, that first ride of the year to be, to be memorable in a memorable in a good way. Um, you know, I always have this, this kind of litmus test where, where if I enjoy the first set of the year, then, okay, I'm going to ski this year. Um, so I, you know, you want to take steps to make sure that that first set is going to be enjoyable and it's going to be impactful in a, in a manner that, um, makes you fall asleep dreaming about your second set. I love that. I, I mean, that is, we don't want, we don't want red alarms going off on our first set. We want, we want, we want the green light flashing and we want to, we want to, we want to go for more, you know, I mean, you know, and, and the, the food stuff is so easy. It's so easy that it's, 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 it's. Just think about what you're putting in your body and you'll be surprised at the differences. I mean, I've lost eight pounds in two weeks and I did, did not eat less food. I just want yeah. to state that right now. Different food. Did not yeah. eat, just different food. You know, I ate much yeah. different food, but I ate, as, I ate as much as I wanted to of that food, you know, and, um, and then hydrated. And you would think, oh, well, you're going to be bloated. No, no, no. It just flushed my whole system out. My love handles. Oh, I have those. Yep. Those, those, start, those, that, that little, you know, area on your, on your waist, that, that stuff started going away. <laughs> you know, your body recalculates. Like, you know, the other thing that I just will say about food is just that, you know, your body is not smart. It, it reacts to food in ways in the simplest form. Right. And so like, you know, when you're having those, you know, I'm having a few beers or whatever, really it's not beers. It's not alcohol. It's sugar. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a, a grown up kid drinking my high C right. Or my, my yeah. fruit punch or my Kool-Aid, right? Like you wouldn't drink that now, but then again, we go and grab the, we go grab, you know, a cocktail or a beer or whatever. And that's really, that's just, that's just sugar to our body, you know? And yeah. then if you take all that processed food that you're eating, that's sugar to your body. You know, so, you know, if you just kind of take the sugar out, your body was always just like a kid, your body's always going to grab for the sugar. And if you can, if you can just find ways to substitute nutritious, uh, nutrient packed foods, uh, instead of just straight sugar, you're going to find that your, your glucose is going to stay at a calmer level. Your brain's going to stay at a calmer level. Your body's not having to ride the up and down swing. And, um, and I think you'll find that you perform a lot better. That being said, I just want to say this out loud. I went out to dinner last night. 
So, and did I like, uh, only get a salad? No. Okay. Listen, if you, if you live a balanced life lifestyle, then, then you can go out to dinner and, and you can do that. And I didn't have a beer or any alcohol last night, but like, if I w- had wanted to, I would have a, a beer. I just didn't, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the night for it for me, you know, but like, it, this is not a take completely away. Like we don't need to go to that level, but what we really need is a nice baseline. And then from your baseline, yeah. then you can, you can have up and down swings and that, that's not going to affect you to the level that it does when we have no baseline. So that's, that's all, yep. that's all I really, I mean, that's a, that, that's further than I thought we were going to go. Trent and I are not nutritional specialists. We're not doctors. <laughs> you know, what we're doing is just oh giving gosh, you man. a lifetime experience <clears throat> of what, what works and what doesn't. And I can tell you in my pantry, I have bags of chips, um, that I have not touched, that I have not touched in two weeks. Um, I don't take everything out of my house. You know, I have a, I have a, a bar area in my house, you know, I walk by that stuff and I'm like, well, someday I'll have a, I'll have a cocktail with someone, but right now I have more important things that I, that I want to be working towards. So anyway, moderation, my, my man, moderation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that baseline ideal is something I've always thought as long as as long as you can keep your baseline intact, as long as your baseline represents whatever your ideals are, then the, then the rest is uh, the peaks and valleys are they're not as treacherous. So, and then so I think so again one get moving, two get hydrated, three start paying attention to fuel before you know before the ski season starts, and then I think the last one, um, <clears throat> and this is another one that I think people steer clear of because they think it's, it's a daunting endeavor is just, just come up with some kind of a stretching routine, especially if, you know, as the, as you move closer to this, this ski start date, you are doing, you are being more active than usual. Um, I mean, if it's, if it's just evening, if it's just stretching in the evening, even, and that doesn't have to be a 20 minute yoga class. I mean, that honestly, like my, my post ski stretching routine I mean, it's obviously it's never enough, but I mean, it's probably three minutes long. I, you know, I have five, six stretches that I know clear me in the right parts of my body. And, and man, even spending a minute or two stretching, it's the consistency of it, um, as meaning just do it daily, that, that far bigger rewards than doing a 20 minute stretching routine twice a week. Oh, I mean, you got you, your muscles have to be dynamic in skiing. We're not we 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 unfortunately do not uh, we're not machines and we're not perfect in our technique. So we end up in these crazy compromised positions that we get caught in in lots of load when we get caught. Right. So so we're yeah. going to be we're going to need our muscles not only to be strong but to be dynamic and able to take take not impacts but. Uh, uh, stretches or tweaks to them that they don't normally take in our day-to-day lives. So, so yes, before we even start skiing, we want to be, we want to make sure that we can address all of that. I mean, if you, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you, Trent, but like when I wake up in the morning and I do, I, I have a little morning takes me maybe two to three minutes to do my stretching routine. And, but, but I mean, the first thing I do when I go down and let's say I go down and try to touch my toes. Like the first time I do that for the day, I'm like, wow, okay. I'm, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm three (laughs) inches off the floor 
where I know that I can, I can not only touch the floor normally, but I can put my knuckles and then the top of my hand on the floor when I, when I do, yeah. when I do that. Right. So like, I can yeah. already tell, like, look at how stiff I am right now. Now, if I just start my day like this, yeah, I'm going to warm up cause I'm going to be moving around and I'm going to be doing things. But at the same token, it, it shows you how, it shows you how, uh, how much, you got going on there that that you're not you're not you're actually are tight so i think having that i have a morning stretching routine and i have an evening stretching routine and then the only other thing that that i kind of what you and i had talked about that i think is important um that i'm going to add in this year is a post ski set routine and yeah. and did you did, didn't you tell me that you do something like right after you ski or yep one hundred percent, and again, it's 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 minimal, but it's consistent. You know, in that, um, like I have a dynamic so like warm up like before like you're I wet, ski. like you just came in after skiing. You dry off, you put your dry clothes on, and then you stretch. One hundred percent, stretch, stretch immediately. Yes, as soon as yes, as soon as my gear's off, before my gear's even put away, I, I, I have um, like a half dozen, just a half dozen movements, half dozen stretches um, that. And it, that one, that one's, it's sort of like you, you know, you were saying about how something as simple as hydration can pay off these huge dividends. That one is, inc- that one's crazy. You know, if, if I don't, you know, especially it's, it's lower back and it's hips. Um, for me, if I don't go through that two to three minutes of stretching, it's, it's the difference between being limber and cruising around to making old guy sounds when I get out of the car. Like it's, it doesn't take any time, but that one, that's one of those, um, that's one of those, it's, it's like flossing your teeth kind of thing. Yeah, like for, yeah. it, it makes such a huge difference and, and it's just minimal effort when you really, when you really look at it. And again, I think it's, I think it's often avoided because people think it's either like an all or none approach that, Hey, if, I, if you don't spend 20 minutes stretching, then it's not worth it. And that's just, that's just not true. You, you'd be again, two to three minutes after every ski ride will go a heck of a long ways for, for recovery. Oh, yeah, I, yes. And it's not always the same. It's not, I, I'm not a, I'm not the person to tell you exactly what stretches you should be doing. I'm not a trainer or a, you know, I'm not educated in that. I can tell you things that I do. The one thing I see a lot or, or I, I challenge myself a lot in my stretches is to do the opposite move that I just did. Not always okay. the same move, right? Like you go out, let's say you yeah, go yeah. out and you take your slalom set and you, you like you you can feel the lower back and you're like okay okay so then the the general move is to you know do the bend over and touch your toes or sit down on the ground and then touch your toes like that that's the same type of stretch yeah. okay so i want to you know one of the things i want to make sure i add in is to reach up and arc arc for the sky and arc behind me with my with my hands right or, or like that yeah. move like the opposite move that i just that i just did you know, if your back is a little sore, that's the move that I'm more apt to do. Or, you know, if you're in yoga, like uh, baby cobra or cobra position or, you know, whatever yeah. that is, like bending the way that is the opposite direction of the natural way that we bend our bodies when we water ski, you know, just make sure that yeah, you're, yeah, ba- yeah. again, that's getting us back to balance, right? Like we went one way, but then we didn't stretch the other way. If we don't, correct that stuff then what's going to happen is we're going to become overdeveloped in one way and then again now we're not dynamic anymore so when we get caught in a strange position while skiing that's going to tweak us and that's going to leave us you know leave us not where we want to be so you know and then you know the other thing i just add in along with our stretches is like for me 
I start getting massages before my season starts. You know, actually, I'm yeah. I'm leaving I'm leaving this 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 episode right now, and I'm actually going and getting a massage. <laughs> so, and I'm not water. I haven't. You know, we we're just starting to ski now. So, you know, the the whole point is is what I what's my philosophy on that? My philosophy is I want to make sure I don't have any built up knots. You know, I want to make sure my muscles are long and loose and limber and dynamic and ready to go. Um, because I am going to put a bunch of torque on them and I am going to, uh, I am going to probably ding them up a little bit here and there. So how do I best set myself up? Well, if I got a knot in my neck and I go ski and put on all this force and I've got the whiplash going, cause I haven't skied that much or whatever for the first little bit, my neck gets sore. Like if I have, if I already have a knot in there, then, you know, of course that's going to be the weak link. So let's, let's eliminate our weak links before we start. Whereas I think a lot of people would be like, oh no, I'm going to wait until after I ski, I get sore and then I'm yeah, going to, to get a massage. <laughs> That's the reactive way. So what, yeah. we're, what we're really doing in these first couple episodes is, is making sure that we're taking a proactive approach to, to our season, to our skiing, to our health. And, you know, I mean, again, what's the end goal? The end goal for me is to ski more sets of this year. 